Welcome to the Coming Home Well podcast, the show that educates, supports, and advocates for the veteran community. Your host, Dr. Tyler Piron, U.S. Army retired, will bring you exciting conversations with amazing guests about resources, research, and military history, all geared to helping our warriors to come home well. Here's your host, Dr. Tyler Piron. Welcome back to Coming Home Well. I'm your host, Tyler Piron, and we are going to be having our series on homelessness and hunger. And veteran hunger and homelessness is an ongoing tragedy. You'll hear organizations and governments say, oh, we've solved it. That's absolutely not true because there's always new situations, new things that happen. And as much effort that goes into it, it's an ongoing issue and it's something that we often don't think about. People who have served our nation that are living on the streets, that don't have a a secure place to live or are going hungry all the time, that's a tragedy. We should be able to do better as a country, as a nation, but there are a lot of people doing wonderful things to help solve these challenges. One of them is Rich and Michelle Sinek, and they are with Feed Our Vets, which is a great organization, and we have Rich on today to talk about his organization, what they're doing, and how they are making a difference in the veterans in their area. Welcome to the show, Rich. Well, thank you for having me, Tyler. I appreciate it. So, Rich, tell me how you decided to get into hunger. I mean, you're not a social worker. You're not involved in these things. How in the world did you get involved with veteran hunger? Actually, it was uh, from a simple question I asked one World War II vet. When I was a postmaster in Vernon Center, New York, a small little community in central New York, one of my customers who I um, was talking to him every time he'd come in every week or so, we'd talk about a service in World War II because I'm a third generation combat vet. My grandfather was in World War II, so I'm just like a history buff of World War II. Can you tell me stuff what he did in Okinawa, in the Army, in Hawaii, and in Okinawa combat and all that? And this gentleman would come in, uh, we'll just call him Mr. B. He would come into my post office every week or so and just come up to the window. Rich, give me one stamp. That's all I can afford. Didn't think anything of it. Talked to him a little bit about his service. And then after several months, uh, I was in December of 2005. He came in, same thing. Rich, give me one stamp. That's all I can afford. And for some odd reason, Tyler, and no... Nothing was pre-planned. It just came out. I said, eh, at least you have food in the house. I waved my hand at him. Eh, at least you got food in the house. He didn't answer me. And I said, that's weird. He'd come in again the following week, and I'd prod a little more about that. And then um, I realized this guy's, this gentleman, greatest generation, him and his wife are suffering from food insecurity. So I, I called my wife, Michelle, at her post office, so we got to do something for this gentleman. And uh, we went out that night locally and bought him a box of food, not perishable stuff, some bread, peanut butter, jelly, milk, and eggs and stuff. And the next day, before I opened up I, uh, the post office, I went down there and lived in a small mobile home, two-bedroom mobile home. Just They were just poor people after they got out of the service. In World War II, we came back to Central New York, eighth-grade graduate, was a farmhand his whole life. Never got past that eighth-grade education and just worked as a farmhand hand his whole life. So anyways, I brought that box of food over, and when I went inside, you can just see the relief on their face when I said, I got you some groceries. Anonymous donor gave you some groceries. 
And when I put them away, the stuff in the refrigerator, I'm talking to them. They only had condiments on. There was, I think, a thing of water or something, a jug of cold water in there and nothing else. No meats, no veggies, no nothing. And it was heartbreaking that a World War II vet was going through this, just very proud, didn't want to ask for help. And so that's how it started. He'd come in again, and like every month, I would ask him, how's the food situation? During the winter, obviously, it was hard because uh, he eventually told me if he got really comfortable with me and what we were doing for him. He he said it's hard in the winter because you got to either buy fuel oil or eat. So imagine having that choice, Tyler, that you either heat or eat. And, and then I said, let me start doing some research because this is just ridiculous that veterans are this veteran is hungry. And um, let me back up a little bit. So I, I told him, I said, listen, if you got any of your other friends that are veterans that are having food issues, you know, come down to the post office, we'll take care of you. And, and, that, and that's how it started. It was just asking him that one question. And then other vets would start coming in or family of vets would say, hey, my dad's having a problem or mostly the wife. My husband was in during the Korean War. We're having some issues. And then I started doing more research about this problem like it, right now to me it's a crisis in this country that we have hungry veterans and then it just grew from there and then in, in 2008 i applied to have to become a nonprofit because my wife and michelle and i we used to have pellets of food in our garage and i would do boxes however often fill the box of non-perishable items and and start delivering them to veterans throughout our utica area utica new york area and then we applied for a nonprofit status. We became a nonprofit in February of 2009. And then um, we opened up and feed our vets first mini pantry so the vets can come in and shop. <clears throat> and it's just from not being a social worker, just paying attention to my vets and listening to them. And that's how it started. We're at just over 35,000 vets we fed in 39 states. 39 <clears throat> states. I had no idea it was quite that big. I know that you've been doing a lot of wonderful stuff. And and I got to go back that, that paying attention to people and just asking yeah. questions. What an amazing yeah. well, revelation to you that somebody that you know and interact with on a regular basis and a fellow veteran is going hungry. I mean, that must have been a gut yeah. punch. It, it was. I've met over the years and there's that many left World War II vets. And they're just every all of us veterans are very proud of our service. But in World War II, it was just, those were tough people back then. They didn't complain. That's why they call it the greatest generation. And just, yeah, just, I'm interested in every veteran story. And um, and it just so happens, I don't know if you want to call it fate or something, just said, ask him if he's hungry. Ask him about food. And, and that's just something, I, I say just not in a bad way, but it's something so stupid. You Things you take for granted. So simple. And, and look where we are now. Yeah. But that's caring about people. And it's clear that you do. Yes. So you founded the organization in 2009. And, and now you have really ramped up and expanded because the need is so great. 39 different states. That's It's amazing what one small town up in, in New York and then it's spread. How big is the problem of veteran hunger? Well, well you know what? I We don't. I can't find, and I've been doing this for 13, almost 13 years, there's no statistics on veteran hunger, but I've done a lot of research on that. The USDA says there's, this is the general population. The USDA says there's approximately 11% of the population that suffers from hunger. So what I did was when I came up with our numbers of approximately 2 million, I took the same percentage of veterans. There's 19 
just I'm going to round up. My numbers aren't exact because I don't have them in front of me, and it fluctuates. 20 million of us veterans that are alive today. I took 11% of that. So roughly, what, 2 million, 200,000 vets suffer from food insecurity. So I took that same percentage that's applied to the normal pop, the full population and applied it to veterans. I don't know. Uh, VA doesn't know exactly how many hungry and homeless veterans there are, but I know just in New York state alone, uh, you can get on the SNAP website, the supplemental nutrition program. It used to call uh, food stamps. New York state has registered. Yeah. Yeah. Food stamps. Yes. Thank you. 75,000 veterans in New York state are receiving food stamps. That's just the ones registered. It's not, and we're close to what, 900,000. And, and all my numbers are estimates. People can look them up. I think there's like close to 900,000 veterans in New York state and only 75,000 receive uh, food stamps. I'm sure there's a lot more that need it. And that's just in New York state. Oh, I so, bet you it's, it's way larger. I mean, yeah. if you look at the employment rate and all these yeah. other factors that veterans are dealing with, yes. I, I bet you the food insecurity yes. is much higher. So there is a significant need uh, to make sure that we help yes. our veterans, that sometimes they fall Correct. through the cracks or like the greatest generation, they probably didn't even want to go ask for help. They either from official or unofficial sources or nonprofits, they're going, ah, well, I don't exactly. even know what to do. And, I, and it's also because um, we've talked to a lot of our vets over the years, and it's embarrassing to go and ask for help to a food pantry. We are different. Every food pantry does wonderful things. I'm not knocking any food pantry. We do things differently. We're not. You're not a number, Tyler. If you came in, you're not a number. Here's your number or here's your bag of food. You come in. We want to know when you serve. Well, you have forms to fill out and prove that you're a veteran. We talk to you. When did you serve? And, of course, there's always a camaraderie between um, all of us vets. If it's an Army person, well, I'm Navy. And, of course, hey, Navy beat Army this week. There's a camaraderie. A lot of ball breaking going on. Yeah, there um, sure is. Isn't there? Services. We talk to the vets. We want to know their family, where they're from, when do they serve. And it's also led to other things. Uh, we have our board president, Rich. He uh, retired from the Veterans Administration here in Syracuse, New York. And he worked at the behavioral unit. Having him there with us, our vets, he's actually talked several people out of committing suicide. So that's why we talk to the vets. And there's behavioral issues or PTSD issues. That's one of the things that we also do. It's led into other besides issues with PTSD and suicide issues with Social Security Administration. My member of Congress and Congress Persons Veterans Committee, we've had a lot of people contact there. You need help with this government agency. It's just more than giving out a bag of food. Because if they're having food insecurity, yeah. there's probably other things yeah. going on as well. Well, that's the thing too with that, and you can do research on this, but having being food insecure, that just exacerbates your problems. If you are having mental issues or health, uh, mental health issues or PTSD, same kind of thing, but you're trying to support your family and you're having a hard time getting food on the table, that just makes the problem worse. And uh, we try to eliminate that by giving vet at our three pantries, they come in after they prove their, their service, we need a proof of uh, verification. We give them a pantry card with their name on there, and they're allowed to come in once a month and shop. They actually get a grocery cart and go through the mini grocery store, if you will, and shop. And it's meat, it's all kinds of dairy, it's fruits and veggies, and all kinds of non-perishable foods um, that they can take. And it's more than a week's worth. Michelle and I had figured out that we fill the shopping cart of what a vet would take. With the meat and everything. And it's not just one packet of meat. There's four or five packets of 
different meat. There's chicken, there's pork and beef and everything else. And it comes out to about $212.50. That vet would have to pay for that amount of groceries. And and it's just, we, we're trying to eliminate that one week of misery and comfortableness, fear of putting food on the table for the family. So it's, it's getting more expensive. It's always challenging. I have three kids yeah. and my most expensive bill besides the mortgage is the grocery bill. So I know exactly right. the challenge. And what I've learned from talking to a lot of people, and this is something I bet you know all about, is sometimes people donate food or other things, and they don't realize that the other parts to make it are often just as challenging. Like they'll give away macaroni and cheese, but then you need Mm -hmm. butter and milk to make it properly. Right. And so you don't have that, and then that's expensive. And so there's all these other things that are like you don't realize if you're not food insecure. One of the things is we, we're certified by the Central New York Food Bank in Syracuse, New York. So we get a lot of product from them. We have to buy a certain amount from them. And we get a lot of free stuff. We get a lot of free cereal. So we make sure we, once in 13 years it happened, just being the only employee of Feed Our Vets and everybody's vowing things just happened, get through the, we ran out of milk. We gave out all the cereal and no milk. How embarrassing that is, but it, it also opened our eyes. Just what you said, that you got cereal, you need milk or dairy products. And for a vet to buy milk, what is a gallon? We're up here in central New York. Our gallon is uh, three, three. just I'm going to say average, three bucks a gallon. When you got you three kids and if they like milk, they're going through a gallon of milk a day. Well, they do. So, we go and buy three, four gallons at a time because it'll just be gone. So that's sort of the things that feed our vets and other other organizations that are dealing with food insecurity. You're not just, hey, right. I'm going to give them a whole bunch of stuff that we got donated and we're not going right. to think about it. There's a lot of planning that goes into this, isn't there? There's a lot. And it took almost 13 years of us to get to where we are growing and growing mistakes. I mean, nothing bad. Just uh, here's another example, Tyler. When we first started back in 2009, when we opened up our first pantry in Utica, we were giving out just a lot of canned stuff. So we went out and bought a ton of can openers or they can't take um, the, the freeze dried meals that they can put water in and then nuke it because they didn't have a microwave. We work with other organizations to help them hopefully get that or a hot plate or something, but uh, something you just take for granted. You got a bowl of cereal. I got cereal at my house here. I know I have milk and I know I have a can opener. Something so right, and you wouldn't think about these things, but as you've expanded, you've definitely had to deal recognize some of these challenges. So, you've been going since 2009, you have three different pantries two in New York, one in Ohio. How many people are you feeding each year? Okay, last year 2020, this is just the vets. We do keep track of the spouses and children, but on paper, when I give presentations, um, last year alone, we fed 5,559 vets, we gave out just over 505,000 pounds of food and just over 23,000 in gift cards. So far this year, we're at um, almost 5,000 vets. And this is from January to the end of November. We gave out just over 401,000 pounds of food and almost $23,000 in gift cards. And the gift cards, let me explain that program. That's how we're able to reach 39 states. It's easier for me to manage the gift card program than pantries throughout the country. I can't do it. A vet, because we have over 400 vets not every month, but we have over 400 vets in our database for the gift card program. And here's the disgusting part of this. Probably 10% of them are active duty members, lower ranking men and women in our active military service in the United States of America that are actually on 
food stamps. We actually have active duty members on food stamps. And we send out a lot of gift cards to Marines down in Carolina, out of Paris Island. But the thing is, we have so many that a vet, a single vet, we give them a $30 gift card. Now, these are at Walmart because Walmart is everywhere in the country. I did start doing, where are you located, Tyler? We're located in Central Virginia in Charlottesville. Oh, okay. If you were a vet and called me 10, 11 years ago, I would see what grocery stores over there and I would order you a gift card that way. And it was just too time consuming because 39 states, I can't do that. So Walmart. So that will get a, a single vet will get a $30 gift card. It's monthly. It's not automatic. I, I request that the vet request the card. And then the family gets 50. That a spouse, one kid, or you got five kids. That's all we can do um, right now. And if you're pretty good with shopping, $50 does buy quite a bit of groceries at Walmart. And so that's how we do the uh, gift card program. It won't be fancy necessarily, but it'll certainly fill your belly with uh, good shopping and uh, taking advantage of the bargains. And we had to knock it down. It used to be 100 for family and 50 for a veteran, but we have so many vets. I want everyone that requests to get something. If they can shop at one of our pantries, obviously that's better. You get a lot more, but right now it's just with the gift card program, just to help the best we can. And yeah. No, it sounds like you're doing an awesome job. And it is a tragedy that we have active duty folks that have families that aren't eating well. Uh, single soldiers can go eat at the mess hall, but families can't do that. And and when you first no. join, it's you're no. not making a whole lot of money and you have to get to work. There's a whole a host of issues that go into that. And I remember it was in the news a few years back talking about soldiers and, and sailors and Marines on food stamps uh, while serving. And they said, oh, we're going to fix that. And of course, things always change. So even when attention is brought, it gets sort of fixed for a little bit. And then, of course, the problem continues. What is the biggest issue that would prevent a veteran from going to either your pantries or another place to get food? Or during like uh, the holiday seasons, a lot, most of the VFWs, legions, uh, Marine Corps League, they'll do food boxes for X amount of vets. Uh, the biggest challenge we have is, or the biggest non-help, if you will, is the federal government. There's, I've read the budget for the last eight, nine years, and I've been trying for years to get my local members of different members of Congress here in Central New York to have me testify in front of the Congressional Committee on Veterans Affairs to ask for money in the budget, what are you talking, $100 billion in, in discretionary funds at the VA? And the numbers, I'm just guesstimating because it's been a while. There's nothing in the budget that talks about food insecurity among the veteran population. If you look in, there's money for homeless, all the problems, homelessness, PTSD, jobs, healthcare, blah, 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 nothing. I've never met a homeless vet that said, Rich, I'm good with the food. Homelessness, do you know anything about Maslow's hierarchy? I do. Have you heard about that? Yep. And you got to take care of those base things like eating and shelter. Right. right. Exactly. The, the base is the physiological needs, love, shelter, food. If you have one of those, it's just like the food pyramid, the base, you need to have all of those. If one of those uh, are missing, it tumbles. You don't have a healthy life, whether it's uh, physiological health or food health. I mean, so on the base, it's food. And I have a chart ready. I have all uh, a, a presentation I want to give so that we can get funding so I can reach out to more organizations 
in uh, the VA and saying, listen, you got veterans that are coming in there, food insecure, send them to feed our vets, we'll send them a gift card. I don't receive any government funding. I don't receive any federal, any state funding from New York State. I can't even get, Tyler, I can't even get a grant from our local community foundation. It's um, because I feed a targeted group of people, it precludes me from applying for a grant from this community foundation. I see veterans. They only look at, hey, are you feeding everyone equally? But if you're focused on veterans, they go, nope, you're not eligible. I have the email. I read it all the time. It it irritates me, but it also keeps me going to do more. But in the argument I've given is I also feed their spouses and children. And But no, you feed vets, right, but their spouses and children. It's like a circle talking to a wall. So we don't receive any major grants. We do through the food bank, but if we didn't receive any grant money at all, Feed Our Vets would still operate. And we're proud of that. Another thing, I, I would, we're trying to get Walmart to donate because as of from 2009 until the end of January, we've given out $181,830 worth of Walmart gift cards. And I have sent a big map, a state map of the United States with all the 39 states and all little stars in there for how many vets we feed in each state. And I've asked Walmart, this was, I think two years ago, we finally got a hold of their foundation. We had a talk with a few people there, me and my board president. And then I have a two-star major, retired major general on our board. The three of us told them the story of Feed Our Vets, where we are, what we need. I asked for $10,100 gift cards from Walmart. That's $1 million. And I told Walmart, I said, listen, you give us $10,100 gift cards. That means 100% of your donation is coming right back to you. Plus, there's veterans out there that will, will spend it 100 plus. I said, it's a win-win for you, and it's a win-win for the veterans. And their response was, I, I'm throwing them under the bus because I still use Walmart, and I'm just trying to get their attention. They said, wonderful things you're doing, Rich, but you you have to be asked. You have to be, an email has to be sent to you to to apply for a grant. We just don't take unsolicited proposals. So that was nice job, but sorry. Yeah, that's kind that of frustrating, frustrating, isn't it? And we're going to push 200000 here in the next couple of months of uh, Walmart gift cards that we've given out and no support from Walmart. And it's a shame. I, I will say this, any foundation, they're, they're doing the best they can. They have their groups that they donate to, and I understand that, and I get it, and they're doing wonderful things. Well, after the United States pulled out of Afghanistan, I know Walmart, and you can verify this, they donated $1 million to help Afghan women, which is great. I can't even get $1 million to feed veterans here in the United States of America that need it. There's a lot of ways everybody can help support you. What are some of the ways that people listening can help support Feed Our Vets? Well, the best way now, here's the thing too. Well, first of all, you can go on our website at uh, feedourvets.org, make a secure donation, make it monthly. Please do. We, we need your help. 95% in 2020, 95% of what we gave out went right back to feeding the veterans. I mean, that's outstanding. 95. I'm the only employee. We have low overhead. So 95% of our outgoing money, our distribution last year, went right back to the feeding the vets, which is outstanding. Or they can mail us a check to feed our vets at PO Box 1 in New York Mills, New York, 13417. And it's on the website, feedourvets.org, or send us gift cards from Walmart, and then we can send them out to the veterans. There's lots of ways yeah, people can help. There's no funding. 
Yes. Food drives are hard because a lot of people want to do a food drive in other states. And I just recommend them to a VFW or a Legion or whatever the case may be. And, and I want people to know, too, people will say, well, I want the money to stay in my community. Two things to that, Tyler. When I served this country, just like the 20 other million uh, veterans, I didn't serve for my community of Utica, New York. I serve for this country. I want people to serve their country by helping us at Feed Our Vets so we can reach out and serve these vets that live in the 50 states that have served for their freedom and served for their country. But I will tell you this, people, we do get donations from other states, and we do use that money to send the gift cards to those states. Most of the time, it's more money we're sending to that state than we're getting in, but we don't solicit in any state other than New York. So There is a lot of people throughout the country, a lot of veterans that would love to help you. So go to feedourvets.org. You can go click on the donate button. It's super easy. And you mentioned a great point about food drives and, and things like that. The logistics get really hard to deal with that and, and to Correct. move it and to make sure that it gets to the people that need it. There's a lot of logistics that people forget about. So even if you're doing a food oh, yeah. drive, and that's why most of the time it's local or the VFW or the Legion or some other group that's local would be a better place for that. But when you're also helping right. people throughout the country with Feed Our Vets, gift cards, some money, you can make that money go a long, much longer by buying in bulk than you can if I just went to the local Walmart and bought it myself, for instance. And that's another thing is economies of scale. Right. So you've helped yes. thousands of veterans, even including our active duty. You started from a very yes. small, uh, insignificant interaction with a veteran that would come in and buy one stamp at a time. And one day you just asked yeah. a question and said, hey, what's going on? Why do you buy one? You sort of joke about it, but at least you got food on the table. And he didn't say right. anything. And it sort of just started that that drive in you to go, this isn't right. We yeah. need to help these people. I don't know what brought us together, fate or something. To me, I'm not a very religious Catholic, but things happen for a reason. He picked me. And yeah, I, at the time I worked for the post office for several more years. And then I, I took a very early retirement uh, to do this. This was more of a passion than working anywhere. Just one other thing too, with people that want to donate, here's another idea too. If you want 100% of your donation, send gift cards, 100% of your donation to go to feeding the vets, send gift cards, or make a donation to the Central New York Food Bank under Feed Our Vets' name. So what that means is we'll get a thing from the food bank saying you have thousand hours from a donor so we can actually buy the food groups the food that we need at the, our pantry here in central new york or the like i said the walmart gift cards or just do an unrestricted one because we still have rent <laughs> we have insurance and in new york state the insurance don't care if you're a nonprofit. we pay commercial on our our rent where we pay where our pantry is on our vehicle that we have on our trailer so we pay a lot of money in insurance. But There's a lot of cost for overhead. every organization. So any donation will be very wisely yeah. and prudently spent. We've been talking with Rich yeah. Sinek, and he is the founder, along with his wife, of Feed Our Vets, feedourvets.org. Rich, before I let you go, what should I have asked you about but didn't? Well, that's a good question. I know we talked about that earlier before the interview. You actually covered everything. The only thing is that I just wish that one of the things uh, we talked about it a little bit is I wish that 
the government would get involved. Talk to me. Just come down and see what we do at one of our three pantries so they can have an understanding. It's very hard, I mean, to try to get in and discuss this with uh, members of Congress or the Senate. Other than that, uh, Tyler, no, you did, You asked me everything, and I appreciate that time and taking an interest in the, in, in the men and women that have uh, been left on the battlefield of hunger. Appreciate your time. We are so close to D.C. We have a lot of people that work up in D.C. that, well, I hope that if next time you're talking to your congressman, if you're on staff, go talk to your congressman or your senator about food insecurity for veterans, especially with all the things. I recently was talking with the past uh, chair of the Veterans Benefit Administration, so I'm going to bring this up to him. He's probably fully aware because he is a great guy and, and is very in touch with all the things that veterans need, but he is a great advocate for veterans and has done a lot of things, so I'm going to bring that up with him. Rich, thank you so much for spending the time with us, with Coming Home Well, to share some of the, well, it's heartbreaking that veterans are going hungry and how you've helped over 30,000 veterans, uh, 2.3 million pounds of food, and you've been doing some awesome work, and we so much appreciate that people like you that are taking these very difficult challenges to help our veterans come home well. Thanks so much for joining us on Coming Home Well. Thank you. Thanks for joining us this week on Coming Home Well with Dr. Tyler Pieron. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with others, post about it on social media, or leave a rating and a review. Follow us on Instagram at comminghomewell underscore BTS or on Twitter at comminghomewell. Thanks again. And until all are home and all are well, this is Coming Home Well. Coming home well.